Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. It's Dr. Homebrew time. It's time for a homebrew, and uh, it's prescribed by a doctor. It's a lot like medicinal marijuana, but without the hipster uh, tag attached to it. Take two of these and call me in the morning. Yeah. Time. Yeah. It's Dr. Homebrew. Bitches. Yep. It's just, a, it's just a party. Whatever. Uh, we're still professional. We are professional. Aren't we? I, I try to be. Um, uh, you're in your best, it's just good. We're professional drinkers, <laughs> or is that how it goes? I think we're professional uh, critics. Critics uh, of we're, ourselves. Yeah, we're like um, uh, self-deprecating. What are those? What were those Siskel people? And Siskel Ebert and Ebert. Oh, yeah. yeah. Only, uh, only uh, less fat and less rich. Well, he got sick well. and skinny. <laughs> yeah, he did. Was he missing a jaw? Oh, uh, yeah, he got, he got some of the jaw gone. Yeah, uh, that's definitely. too bad. Yeah. Oh, that's got to suck. I hate when that happens. But you got enough money. I mean, you're rolling around your Tesla. Who gives a shit how much of your jaw you have? I still care about my jaw. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. Sure I will also right. continue to care about my jaw. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. Hey. So, the only jaw you ever get. <laughs> well, you can get a prosthetic. I'm sure, right? I yeah, I didn't know. Maybe. You can't? Mm. You should take a rib and then, like, <laughs> just oh, yeah, stick it in there. We're talking to a DDS here. He knows about Jaws. Yeah. That's true. That is absolutely true. And what uh, can happen? Oh, <laughs> don't let it. <laughs> don't let it happen. You know, my wisdom teeth are still, like, the holes are still there. Like, like, it hasn't, like, healed can put, up. Can I put my fingers in them? Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes, can I? Really is that know? normal? It can be for you. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm 38 years old. I don't heal as quickly as I used to, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. right. I mine be. out pretty late, too, and I got the dry socket thing, but oh, they're, that's cause they're you normal. Did? That's because you did stupid things. Probably. <laughs> um, I got mine out 31 or 32, late, too. So. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't feel so uh, I don't feel so gnarly about it, but it was just like, God, why, am I, why is this still happening? Um it's a pocket for like for beer, so like you can just yeah. put beer in there. I should, I should stop like storing shit, w- like popcorn kernels and shit like that. Here at right. work, you just like stuff, I need a little taste of beer. Stuff All some right. hops back in there, yeah, uh, and then drink your IPA. Ah, uh, <laughs> two things I'll never do. <laughs> <laughs> he dry mullered it. <laughs> uh, we have a cool show for you guys. Uh, I know I say that all the time, but uh, this time I really, really mean it. Uh, we're going to talk with really? William, who he ha- uh, he sent in a uh, like a Bretanomyces, a Brett Saison, which is pretty much kind of like the norm. Like that's the new hotness. It seems like on the show, Brian. It's it's like the third or eighth. We've seen whatever some it is. Brett Saisons, yeah, commercial ones in the in the. Pub here and uh, and homebrewed, yeah, yeah. And then we have Ernie in studio, proud member of Doze. 
Dover. Uh, what did you send us, Ernie? I haven't even tasted it, so I have no idea um, what it is. I call it uh, my Northeast Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Okay. Because you're from No, Concord. it has nothing to do with me at all. You always <laughs> wanted to be from Kentucky? It's because it was aged in a maple bourbon barrel, and it's uh, breakfast stout. It's coffee and chocolate. All right. Okay. Awesome. That'll be good. That'll be good. A good thing to end on, Doc, right? Uh, we ended on that? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's the second one. Oh, so he, he gets to sit here through the first brutal one? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, he does. It sounds like fun to me. But before we get to that, <laughs> I do want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. Yes. Go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about everything you need to sanitizationally clean and sanitiz- sanitization. Sanitize? Yeah, that thing. So sanitize. So sanitize, right? And uh, disanitizationally. Can we get Chris Graham on here to pronounce it for us? I want to make that a drop. Sanitization. Push the button here. Whatever whatever he calls it. Sanitization. Um, And and I was sad this last weekend because I went to find my PBW. Yeah. Oh, I was out. Oh, bummer. You didn't get free packets at the... I did, but I'm... I got it taken away out of my luggage oh, before, no, no. And, and, and a cool TSA letter that tells me I can't have anything. We confiscated your white powder, sir. Oh, it's no, it said, it, uh, wouldn't be the first time. It said acid sanitizer or whatever it said on there. Yeah, uh, no. you cannot have acid, sir, in in your in your luggage. And they, it, I didn't even notice it was gone because I just kind of threw it in there at the end. Oh, and God. about two months later, I get the TSA letter. Uh, you got a letter. Oh, yeah, the letter telling me why I couldn't have this acid stuff in my in my luggage. Okay. In a prepackaged small thing. Yeah. Yeah, they took it out. And they, now you're on the watch list. Right. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. They're watching you. Well, uh, anyways, it's not the uh, fault of five-star chemicals. No, no, it, it wasn't. Um, you know why? Because they have a dirty plane. And they didn't want it to be cleaned. That's how good of a clean... I don't know. No, it's just stupid trying. people looking through my luggage. It's stupid. <laughs> right, for sure. Uh, but anyway, folks, check them out. FiveStarChemicals.com. Uh, they were at NHC this past month, so if you were lucky enough to swing by their booth and, and chat with the lovely ladies there, uh, they're always a good time. Uh, but they're going to be around at the next homebrew thing for sure. They kind of travel all over the place preaching the good word of clean and then sanitize. Not, you can't do both at the same time. It just, it just doesn't work as well as, as one and then... The other. So, fivestarchemicals.com. Right. Um, buy it at a local homebrew shop. If your local homebrew shop doesn't have it, ask them to purchase it. Okay. Let's stop beating around the bush. Let's get William on the line here because this poor guy, this poor basted, has been waiting and waiting and waiting. I've already pushed him back. I've pushed him back 42 minutes now. 42 minutes. This guy's just been hanging out. He's like, all right. Hello. William, are you there? Yep. How you doing, man? So doing all right. How you doing? Where are you from? Like, you know, what's your what state are you in? At the at the moment, I'm in Denver, Colorado. Oh, okay. So it's not too bad. I shouldn't feel too oh, terrible. No. Okay. Where'd you no, grow I, up? I moved here from Florida, so that would have been way worse. No, oh, yeah. I don't forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, 42 minutes, man. But uh, you're a trooper. You know how it goes on the on the. What time is at your house right now? It's uh, I'm hanging on for you guys. 10:43 now. Oh, you're, oh. you're fine. He's all right. Yeah, he's good. I'll, I'll make it. Yeah, I, I, we have faith. We can tell in your voice. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wavering at all. Uh, hey, man. So before we get into here, I should uh, open this beer. But while I get the beer out, uh, tell us how long you've been homebrewing, man. 
I started homebrewing in uh, 2013 in Florida um, just because I couldn't afford to drink all the cool beers that were coming out. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I like uh, like got what, married what? a year later and moved out to Denver. What was a, what was a cool beer? Oh, like originally it was straight up like Magic Hat number nine. That was the beer uh, that you wanted to brew. Uh, oh, like yeah, that was that was the one that blew my mind first. Uh, there's so many people that that blew their mind. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. Magic Hat number. That's the apricot beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And I still have a, a recipe for it in my phone, but I've never done it. <laughs> so well, after, you, ironically, after all been, of that, you've only been brewing three years, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got time. <laughs> you got plenty of time, man. Yeah, I haven't got around to it. Round it out a little bit. So you sent us a Brett Saison or something, right? Can you clarify that a little bit for us? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a hodgepodge of all kinds of wild yeast and stuff. Um, it was sort of when I first got into tinkering with sour beers and listening to the Sour Hour a bunch. Um, I have access to some pretty good bugs out here uh, via some of the more popular breweries, such as like Avery and Crooked Stave. So this is sort of... A uh, couple like White Labs Brett pitches, and then just some bottle dregs to kind of give it that full, full rainbow of character. Okay, are you like? Uh, it sounds like you're like watering the lawn or something. No, I don't okay. know. In the background is, is your mic like maybe rubbing against your my teeth? beard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you uh, wouldn't mind like tying that down, just because it <laughs> tie that back. Yeah, tie that back. Tie that beard back a little bit. Tame that mane. That's a first, but yeah. Thanks, right. Thanks, um, Wait, you have a beard? No. <laughs> I know, right? Which, which is weird. Nobody in this room has a beard. Not shaved mine. Um, okay, well weird. that's that's cool. I like that. Uh, I like that you're using your local resources. Yeah, you know, it was fun. Make I mean, funky. the uh, the crooked stave drags are monstrous. They kind of tore through the whole thing. All right. Well, Brian, why don't you start us out, man? All right. Yeah. Um, so aroma wise. Um, Got a light fruitiness. It's got kind of a, a low. Um, so you know, being declared as a saison, I'm looking for a little bit of that kind of pepperiness, uh, phenolics. Mm. There's a little bit of that, uh, kind of a low white pepper, but it's pretty, uh, pretty backgroundy, and and you know that can get buried with sours too. Um, the the main fruitiness is like an apricot, and it's got a little bit of pear in there too. Um, some esters and 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 sour elements too. The um, just a little bit of a kind of a mustiness and like a little bit of barnyard kind of thing. It's like the the Brett character seems pretty light, uh, but it's not. Um, I mean, there's a lot else going on here too. So yeah, no hop, just a low low bready kind of base malt in the background. Um, you know, no DMS acid or anything like that. Just has a light light impression of, of sourness in the aroma. It's not like oh, this is going to be an intense like bitingly sour beer. Which is kind of pleasant. So I don't know how much it dried out before you soured it, but that'd be interesting to talk about. Um, Appearance-wise, it's very clear. Nice golden color. Uh, had a very low white head that, that faded pretty much immediately uh, to a rim of, of fine white bubbles. And, you know, there's, yeah, there's reasons that heads can fall flat on a, on a sour beer. <laughs> Different elements of the bugs can kick out in there. So um, that can be forgivable. But um, ideally, with a saison, you'd want a nice fluffy white head. I, I, okay, yeah, with a sour saison, it's going to be a different animal. Yeah. Um, Flavor-wise, I do get a nice, a pleasant fruity sourness up front at kind of a medium low level. It's just a, a nice little tang with a you know kind of a bready bread crusty background uh, from the malt. 
Uh, there's some alcohol evident here. You can definitely tell it's it's not not low alcohol, but it's not way over the top either. Um, there's a balance wise, it's kind of just balancing that fruitiness and uh, and the low sour element, and that sticks around in the in the finish. Lingers that tartness lingers in the aftertaste. Finish is pretty dry as it should. Uh, there's definitely again uh, some alcohol, a little bit of that mustiness that I got in the in the realm, uh, a little. Yeah, maybe maybe a little horse blanket from from the the bread, but it does not seem like an extensively aged bread beer. So there is uh, the mouthfeel wise, it's got a kind of a low astringency to it. There's a little bit of kind of puckeriness, like grape grape skins, kind of kind of a and a kind of a biting. There's a, there's a little, some warmth in here, and it's almost a bit hot. Um, not very creamy. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'll like give you can, that. as you keep drinking it, you can really feel it in the back of your throat and down into your chest a little bit. Um, not very creamy, smooth. Just kind of, and the carbonation is pretty low. Um, body body is medium light, kind of out of the way. Um, overall, I found it to be a, a pleasant drinking sour. Um, you know, and and some of the sour saisons can can have they can express themselves in different ways. Um, some of them can can retain a little bit more of the the saison base style and express a little bit of that the pepperiness and and some of the fruitiness that comes out of there the kind of the punch bowl thing. It, uh, you know, I'm getting mainly just apricot in this. It's kind of a one trick pony as far as the fruit goes, and um, you know, it's, the beer has just a little bit of an attack to it, and it's not just the sourness; it's the, the combination of the alcohol. And the, the sourness seems to be accenting each other, and um, you know I don't know. It's it's a very interesting beer. I gave it um, a thirty-one. Um, I think that a little more aging on this will bring out that Brett character a little more, make it more interesting, and also possibly soften some of those other other elements. It's not going to bring up the pepperiness or, or anything like that. You know, in here honestly, too much of that would detract anyway. It would probably just. Uh, clash with with the the alcohol that's there. So uh, when you brew the original beer, you know just just keep the, the alcohol as soft as you can, and and you know if you if you do drive up that fermentation temperature, just just make sure you start as lo- lower and get the bulk of the fermentation out of the way, and keep keep the yeast really happy, um, so you don't get you know a, a saison shouldn't have a bunch of higher alcohols in it. There's gonna be a lot going on in, in it, but. Uh, it shouldn't be a hot bomb, and it's not. I don't want to say this beer is a hot mass. It's no, a hot, not at all. It's just. It's not. It's for got sure. a little biting impression in the back of the throat. It's 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 very warming, and uh, so it's interesting. Like if that was gone, this would probably be a forty point beer. It's. I really like that apricot flavor. I like the fruitiness that is there, and it's it's a fun beer. So. Um, Do you yeah. need to tend to your goat? <laughs> Our kid. That's uh, that's the newborn who I thought okay. would get the parents. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! Oh, See, he's yeah. used to not sleeping. Yeah, he's like whatever, dude. Well, you got him down in the, in the basement, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, Doc, go for it, dude. Let's uh, yeah. let's see what you got. Yeah. Okay, let's see what I got. Uh, at first, I didn't even know what the hell this beer was. It said TS on it. I was guessing, guessing, guessing. Uh, JP didn't give me any. Uh, any no, guidelines? that's not what happened. Well, you didn't look at the email, oh. which had the guidelines in it. Uh, he he should know that I don't do the email thing. 
It's my fault, William. I, I, I look Sorry. at my email about every two days ish, yeah. maybe. Okay. Uh, we just pause uh, move the on. show for twenty minutes so that Doc Wait. can go properly judge the spear. Uh, <laughs> can we do that? I listen pretty regularly, so I was kind of expecting all of that. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, JP knows that he texted me. He almost gets an immediate text back. I don't know that. Anyway, continue with don't the beer. Don't voicemail me because that's all freaking no way. All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm I'm basically went into this blind. Yes. Cool. And uh, <laughs> awesome. Totally fucking blind. I don't know what the hell is this. Uh, I was trying to get what TS meant. Totally stupid. Uh, I don't know what this was. So uh, I kind of figured it was probably a saison as soon as I started smelling it. Uh, you don't know, man. It's that new TS beer. Dude, everybody's drinking TS. that stuff. Oh man, I, I, I tried every everything I could, but um, so with the aroma, that's that, TSA. That, yeah, fuckers. Um, so anyway, uh, that, I'm it, out of PBW too, actually. So I feel for you. This shows. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I totally got uh, on the aroma. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> As I wrote down, some Brett shit here. Um, <laughs> and then I got uh, a lot of green apple with it, though. Uh, it, it, there was no head whatsoever. It just went freaking flat right away. Um, it, very clear, though. So has it been around a while? Yeah, this thing's from um, actually from September of last year. Yeah, I figured as much because it's, it's brilliantly clear, which is really nice. Um, That's not all that old for a sour either. So. Uh, it would, it, for a beer, anyway. And for, for usually we don't see things that are that old and still that clear, right? Which kind of kind of tipped me off that mm, it's been around a little while, which is nice. Um, uh, I got a really sweet aroma. I did get the stone fruit like you did, Brian. Uh, definitely, I got a lot of the sweetness. I got some. I got the alcoholic sweetness. Yeah, coming through too. Um, I I got actually got a little mint in the in the in the aroma mint. too. Huh. Yeah, really. Try it again. Hmm. I got I got some mint in there. It's it's the mint julep of beer. Yes, it's the mint julep of beer. So appearance, it was uh, you know a nice party yellow. Uh, again, no head with it. It just. But. I tried to pour it twice, and it just the head just just nothing. Yeah. Um, flavor wise, I got a lot of cidery, just cider, cider, and cider. Cider, okay. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm tasting this thing blind. Is this supposed to be a cider that went sour? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could tell right away that there was some not just you threw uh, Brett in there. There's some wild stuff too. Yeah, there's a balance, uh, um, or there's not a balance, but a, uh, I could tell a depth of flavors, a depth of flavors. Yeah. Yes, uh, but it was I could just tell there was the sourness was not just from the normal bread or the four strains of bread that we usually get. Uh, there's some some wild stuff rolling around in here, and it, it was kind of nice. It kinda, it did give a big depth of flavor. Yeah, uh, it was a little sharp, maybe a little hot. Uh, with that, but uh, you know, you dry the beer out enough, and and with that, with the uh, sour flavors, you're going to get some of the sharpness with it. Um, with with the mouthfeel, I I got 
kind of sharp and astringent on the on the same thing. Maybe a little too much. Uh, I got a nice medium mouthfeel. It wasn't too thin where they can you can strip the hell out of these things. Yeah, totally. Uh, and they're just they're not. There's just nothing left, and you got a good looking beer and. It just drops out. It just tastes so thin, and there's nothing nothing to back it up. I got a little syrupy and ropey with it, though. Uh, kind okay. Of, uh, that kind of adds to the whole mouthfeel of the medium. Um, Even though it's been sitting around for so long? Yeah. Because like, usually the ropiness means it's not done I still doing got, whatever I it still, does. I still got ropiness with it. Okay. Um, and just it just kind of detracted a bit from the mouthfeel. Um, so the overall thing, uh, I didn't get a lot of complexity with it. It's kind of a one-trick pony. Hmm. Um, I'd like to see more more happening with it. Uh, a bit sour and tart. What do you want? It to, what do you want more of? Um, hmm. it's just tough to say when you're trying to uh, describe sour flavors. Okay. Uh, more barnyard, more horse blanket. It's stupid. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of that. Um, uh, I want more lactic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't done a malolactic fermentation, there's a big difference when you do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's 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 actually changes a mediocre beer to a really nice beer when you do a malolactic fermentation. So it, it's kind of kind of that. I had more of one and less of the other. Uh, the, the main detraction from this beer is it just it really wasn't a saison to me. Yeah, uh, I was really trying. Trust me, I, I, I was doing this blind, <laughs> and I was kind of getting down to being a saison, but you know, it just wasn't peppery. It wasn't barnyardy enough. Yeah, and so that's that's the whole thing that. It's a nice beer. Uh, I like it, it. It was a bit cidery for me, though. Yeah, uh, a little appley. I okay. didn't. I didn't like that much. Uh, but mostly, I didn't like it as a saison. It didn't have enough of those saison characteristics. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm in the 29 area with this, with this thing. Um, not a bad beer. Yeah. It's fun to drink for what it is. Yeah, definitely. But the, the, it got knocked down a lot because of the category. Yeah. Um, if you had to put it in a category, I wouldn't have put it in this category, and you would have got seven more points. Yeah. Uh, easily. But you got to figure out what category. That's the biggest problem is what category do you put in it. Well, how was it as a saison when it when you I mean when you first brewed the beer or did, I mean did you let it go all the way through fermentation or did you add the brett right away? This is actually brewed as a sour. I was thinking yeah. the category would be more like the twenty eight B for twenty fifteen guidelines for just a mixed sour. Yeah, um, but yeah, the the tart saison was actually sort of the original goal, and um, some of the bugs that got thrown in just sort of took over. Yeah. <laughs> I it seems like something other that. other than the Brett got really happy in there. And, yeah. yeah, had some fun. And I'd like to see how it develops. So, it? did you did you use the, the saison yeast? No, actually. So it was originally okay. just supposed to be um, like an imperial saison, and I just wanted to make sure I had the Brett character. Uh, yeah. And then, sort of towards the end, it just ended up being only a Brett saison. And I had a couple bottles from one from Crooked Stave, and then one from another brewery that's doing some kick-ass sours here called True. 
Um, so those all went in. Uh, oh, and yeah. I was kind of convinced that the Brett would sort of have enough of itself to dominate the beer and then i'd get a little bit of tart from the crooked stave bugs but yeah. it, it to me the sourness just comes yeah. straight from that true's the, the the metal brew right yeah i love that place <laughs> the beers were okay i didn't i, I had one sour that's pretty good but uh it's just fucking metal dude they have a black metal altar it's oh yeah awesome. i thought i was going <laughs> to a concert the first time i walked yeah out. i was like oh dude this is fucking rad yeah <laughs> Excuse um, me. Um, so, so I'm sorry, Brent. So, so you didn't. So, what makes this a saison then? If there's no saison yeast, uh, really, it would have just been the um, the. It was a saison farmhouse from True that went into it, and then okay. I was so, just thinking that the the Brett would give it a good farmhouse character. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when it got that sour, it kind of definitely jumped out of saison character. Because there, there's a little peppery, I think, somewhere in, bit, in the. Yeah. In, but but I think that is. A, I'm not going to say a flaw, but I think that detracts from the lovely sour notes. It yeah. kind of, it kind of, it, there's this, there's this like acid base thing where it sort of neutralizes one another. And I focus on a lot of the, the peppery that comes through, which isn't a, a whole lot, but that's what I'm picking up on. And it seems harsh to me on my it's, tongue. It's kind of a good thing. It's not higher. Cause you know, yeah, even though that would be totally. more like the style, it would fight with the, so yeah. So yeah. I was going to say, I, I don't put the Saison yeast in there, but you, you didn't, but that's how much I thought you actually it actually was like you had a yeast in there because there are those notes which probably came from some of the dregs but i i mean i i think this is you know 95 percent an awesome sour beer oh, uh, but is, that but that pepperiness just i don't it, know it's, man it's something is not there this it pulls is, it away it's it's a and i don't I, like it i don't i, I, I want it to be a i call it a golden sour yeah it's really nice yeah um but when you try to shoehorn it into the saison uh uh, category, that's where you're going to lose uh, yeah. many points on that one. Uh, it's it's a really nice beer. It's, it's a really good beer, yeah. dude. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it was it was a fun sort of experiment. Yeah, you know, the the bill was pretty simple, but all the all the Brett and all the dregs went in at the same time, and I just let them sort of fight to survive. <laughs> Fucking Thunderdome. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You all, know, all the dregs enter, one dreg leaves. And the thing about judges is that they're they're assholes. Uh, you know, if you give them a certain thing that they just key onto that, like, oh man, this is supposed to be a saison, but it doesn't taste like a saison. Yeah. And if you don't give them all that information, you don't say saison. Well, it's just a freaking beer. Drink it and judge it. They're like, well, you didn't <laughs> give me enough information to judge it by. So, you know, we're jerks. We're I'm sorry. You are well, but ha- having uh, the opportunity I'm to actually even. talk to the judges in the process. That's good. It's mostly JP. But with the with the Brett, what you what you do need to do is leave leave a, some of the longer chain starches for it to chew on, and it takes a long time to act. You might yeah. want to, if you yeah. want the Brett character to be heavy, you might want to pitch it in before you add the other bugs, especially if they're just happy and rambling through stuff, and you get it fresh from a brewery or, or a fresh bottle with dregs. That stuff can take over, and and Brett takes a while. It might come out more as you let the beer age. I would let this sit for another. Five months and then see what it tastes like. Then I tell you, I would not be disappointed if I if I paid money for this and this no. is what I got. Um, this is I, no. I would go back to this. And not I, at all. I haven't said that very often on the show, if ever. Yeah, but I would actually buy this beer because yeah. it's it, it. You have you found the bugs to make a really uh, a, a a beer with a lot of depth and flavor. 
Yeah, and decla- a sour yeah. beer, which is hard to do. A detail of declaring the Brett or not. I mean, yeah, there there is some right. Brett. You can detect it in here. But it's low. But if you declare Brett and you don't declare any other sour, you know, I mean, yeah, it's in mixed fermentation sour, true. Um, you know, but you will be just looking for that bread, looking for that bread. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, mixed fermentation, I think you can put a lot of different things in there and, and you don't need to declare that it's bread. There, it could be one of them. But then, then again, you're leaving out some information and we're just jerks. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Um, yeah, I think if I ever did this recipe again, I'd hold off on the, uh, the monstrous sour bugs from Crooked Stave until a couple, couple weeks in. I love harvesting dregs, man. I've got a closet going with all kinds of stuff and <laughs> some. Uh, I, I made a Scottish ale that finished way too sweet. Then I put it on my my consecration ale bugs and and let it go with that. So we're gonna see where that goes. And nice. Um, yeah, we I used some rare barrel bugs. Now this one reminds me a little bit of some of the rare barrel stuff. Yep. From from totally. Berkeley here, totally. uh, out in our neck of the woods, and uh, has that you know some of them have that little apricotty. Uh, note in them and and we did a club project with with bugs from theirs and we made just a we called it a lambic but you know it was just 50 percent wheat malt 50 percent pills kind of a light golden sour and aged it in a in a, a wine barrel like a, a white wine barrel uh chardonnay i think i don't remember <laughs> um anyway but it came out having this kind of apricotty thing and as it ages it gets really interesting it doesn't have any bread in it but you know this this tastes more like that than than like a heavy Brett beer. So, cool. um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely not a heavy Brett beer. No, but you can also do like you know just get get one if you get into blending, just get one carboy going with just Brett, and then blend it to taste. Where you know you can just make a custom mix with something like this with a, with another Brett yeah. beer. Bring out different elements in the bring put have another. One that that's been exposed to more oxygen, a little acetic, and blend that yeah. in. Give it a little edge, and you can do some some really fun things. And just yeah, read that Tonsmer book with the sours, and listen to Sour Hour. Uh, I'm sure you you sound you said you do, so <laughs> you probably do all of that, and you're having some fun. Yeah, so like, that's, right, that's cool, man. That's cool. <laughs> uh, do you have any questions for the guys, Will? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, I did mm-hmm. want to mention in the recipe there is a pound of rye, which might be some of that spiciness. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's all magnum hopped and even a little bit late hop. So I'm curious if like some of that mint might be coming from from the magnum hmm, hops. That could be. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that you guys could pick it all out. I kind of purposely didn't want to tell you too much about <laughs> it. <laughs> no. Sometimes we don't like too much info. Yeah I've, yeah. I've been seeing some some dry hopped sours and stuff coming out and. And if they're done tastefully, it can be really, God, really that's, fun. You know, my favorite rare barrel beer is their dry hop sour. They're egregious. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Uh, dry hop uh, golden sour with Amarillo. That's great. Oh, yeah. God, I fucking love that beer so much. That is my favorite beer they make. And they're never going to bottle it. And they're never going to bottle it, which is fine. I will go there and drink it all day long. I love that beer. I can't get enough of it. Anyway, William, we'll let you split, man, and go take care of the the goat and watering the lawn or whatever you're doing. Hey, yeah. I appreciate it. I'm sorry to hear about Lee. And, yeah, uh, thank you, it's, man. It's good to hear from JP and Doc. I haven't talked to you since the Labruski cruise. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Good times. Yeah, we made it. We made it back. Absolutely, barely. <laughs> for sure. All right. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you guys have a good one. Thanks All so right. much. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Were you supposed to know him, Doc? Oh, God. I met so many people. Was he Jesus or was he uh Well, Le- why did Lebowski? you ask him? I don't know. Yeah. Because it's one of those things where you go like, oh, yeah. No. I should know you. We should. 
Uh, I'm not very good with social interactions, Doc. You know that. I woke up most mornings going, oh, Doc, so-and-so's talking about you. Like, mm, who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I blocked that a lot. I woke up most mornings, and so uh, that's a win. Yeah. yeah. All right, was. everyone, uh, stay tuned. We're going to hear a couple commercials, and uh, then we'll be right back, and we're going to talk some more beer. It's Dr. Homebrew. Stay tuned, and, uh, you know, don't go anywhere. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now, back to the examination. Hey, thanks for hanging out, everyone. Hey, we don't have to call anybody on Skype this segment. Woo-hoo. No, we don't. Yeah, we have Ernesto in the studio. As long as he knows how to talk into the mic, we're all good. Hopefully I can <laughs> handle that. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing all right. 
You got a little Alton Brown thing going on right now, though. Anyone want to tell you that? No. No? Is that, is that good or bad? Um, I like Alton Brown. It's indifferent. Well, then it's great. Okay. He's not like an ugly man. I'm not hitting on you either. I'm just saying you just look uh, got like he's an old not a totally hideous man. Right. You're probably okay. Yeah. It's okay. like you, if you if you walked across a bridge, you wouldn't come out from under it and say, what are you doing? But, uh, you know. Well, because he doesn't have that hump on his back. Well, that's probably true, too. <laughs> Uh, before we get, uh, oh yeah, I got to do that one too. Jesus, mm-hmm. oh Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. I'm going all over the place. Oh, ow. Uh, oh shit, where to go? Where to oh. go? There it is, right there. <clears throat> uh, you know, sucks. That's what happened with my uh, with the uh, like sour beers that I drink. You ever get like a little phlegm afterwards? <laughs> so I just chugged that. I finished ah. my glass of that sour beer from William. And, um, you can almost choke a little bit. Yeah, ah. I got a little phlegm a like little in the dry. back, and it's, I'm trying to like clear my throat. The ropiness. Now. Is that what that it is? I was telling you about. Okay. Yeah. That's the ropiness I was telling you about. So excuse me. I got uh, I got improper beer... Ropiness? Beer ropiness throat syndrome. Got the rope throat. I got BRTC. I didn't see any rope throat. I got rope throat. Jesus. I want to talk to Jay and Alex about rope throat. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure they had it. Next time they do Sour Hour, I'm going to call in and go, Can you tell me? Excuse me. This is Benjamin from New Jersey. Can you tell me about rope throat, please? I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> Before we go on, I do want to tell you guys about uh, the iDip. Oh, it's, uh, it's the Smart Water Brew Testing Kit, which is the, the iDip. It incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. This thing communicates from the photometer, which is just a little handheld device. Don't be scared. Everything is going to be okay. Um, and photometer. Then it, <laughs> and then it beams to your phone via Bluetooth. So it's pretty rad. You don't have to write anything down. You don't have to do any math. You can use it at the home. You can use it in your commercial brewery if you happen to, to, to be one of those people that's lucky enough to have their own commercial brewery. It's the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math that's like on a, your part. About the size of so, like, a, like a refractometer. It's not big. You just And you just put, put a little yeah. sample of, of your testing water in there and you Shake, shake a little strip in there for 20 seconds, and it counts down for you. Super easy to use. Super and then it easy. just blinks for a second and gives you the result right there. How okay. many people in this room have one? I, I have one. And I'm not trying to influence the scores at all, but yeah. I used it before I brewed this beer. Oh, uh, did you really? Yes, I did. Oh, wow. Hands Great. up. Who has one? I, I have one at home because JP that gave it to me. Two out of four? Yeah. Pretty good. Well, if you see, so if you brewed, I would, I would, let, you, I would let you use it. But you don't you Let me anymore. use it? Yeah. Oh, but you have one? Uh, we have the BN. We have a BN one essentially that Brian's using. Yeah, get your shit I'm together. Pretty popular doc. in my homebrew club um, right now. I like your, <laughs> I like your cymatic. Well, uh, yeah, but that's mine. I'm eyeing that bitch. That's mine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get my own. Fuck. Are you? Oh yeah. Like Let it. me know before you do. Why? Because we have we can get employee discount. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, anyway, let's I've, I've, moving on. I have a B3 discount. Okay, but the iDip, <laughs> not the Zymatic, the iDip, it has uh, over 40 different water quality tests. It got four come preloaded, and you can test for things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and more with only four mils of water, which is pretty cool. It's patented, safe, and simple reagent testing method that anyone can use, even probably Doc, I would, I would imagine. I could probably do that. Uh, there's a BN special podcast listeners. Enter code TBN10 at checkout and save $10 on either the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit. Get it. Order now and make this futuristic technology 
part of your brewing process. Get it now. How do you order? You go to smartbrewkit.com. That's smartbrewkit.com. Or you go to your, your homebrew club's leadership and tell them that you need this for a club activity and you'll just keep it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you will be, oh, you could I'll, be I'll, the official club water tester. I'll take care of it. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll test everybody's water, everybody's happy. Well, and then You can do what I did. I convinced my friend to buy it at... <laughs> <laughs> at HomebrewCon last year in San Diego, and he lets oh, yeah. me use it for half the year. There you go. That's nice. You get, uh, like, uh, partial custody of that thing. Exactly. Uh, I like it. <laughs> All right, so Ernie. Ernesto? Ernie? Nesto? What do you want to be called? Nesto. Nesto? Okay. Ernesto? Nesto? Just Nesto. I don't know why Ernie fell out. That's weird, because I haven't called you Ernie. Come on. I remember. Oh, because it's on your email. That's why. I'm also Steve as well. That's right. Oh, geez. You know, that's that's easy. Steve's back. Easy slide from one to the other. You're bringing up and old show stuff, And then we have another Steve stuff, on that man. show, too. Were like, I think so. Was Everyone was Steve. Steve. Right. <laughs> uh, so you are a, a repeat offender here on the Brain Network. I am. Or uh, rather oh, on, on Dr. Homebrew. How long, let's recap, how long have you been homebrewing since the last time you were? Uh... Uh, I've been homebrewing since 2003. Um, a buddy right. of mine who's watching us on live stream, hopefully, uh, taught me how to brew in 2003. And about four years ago, I got my own brewing system, a nice metric uh, Braumeister that I started nice. brewing on. Awesome. I've uh, been doing it myself. Those things are great. I like uh, the Braumeister. Yeah, yep. we, we started getting my more beer when I was just leaving. And uh, I was uh, able to do a lot of testing on them. And, oh, those are so nice. Yeah. Those beautiful. are rad. Beautiful. Those are good. And there's yeah. something about metric calculations, too. I mean, we'll, we'll get confused and say, I used six grams of this, and then, yeah. Well, my grain bill was 10.9 kilograms, so. Oh. That's oh, all. That's, see, there you are. And how many, <laughs> how many liters of water, sir? Uh, well, my final batch was 30 liters of water. 30 liters, okay. And that's all foreign to me. I've never heard those numbers before. And your, your, your uh, sodium rate was at, at what, how many microns? Uh, i got to look that one up. <laughs> For European so, fans, like, yeah. So you made a Northeast Kentucky breakfast stout. Wood aged beer. Base beer is Imperial Oatmeal Stout. Imperial is in quotes. Aged in a bourbon barrel, added coffee and cocoa nibs. So is it a Southwest Kentucky breakfast stout? No, it is Northeast. No, is there a, to counteract this? Oh, to counteract this yeah. one? I guess if you put chili peppers in. Is that, what the, is that what the Southeast would be? And a lot of bourbon. And, and more bourbon. And more bourbon, and more right, bourbon. exactly right. Some A high bourbon, a high rye kind of a thing. Okay, well, uh, Doc. Oh, I'm going to start this out? Let's start with you. Okay. You sitting close to me. <laughs> He's in uh, arm's distance. He's in between both of us here. He's in reaching. Okay, good. So, read the label. Fell in love with it right away. <laughs> but, but, uh, I swear to God. Um, cue the schmaltzy music. Uh, I, I, I did, right away. So, uh, the cocoa nibs and the coffee. I love Imperial Stealth. Period. Just hands down. Uh... Well, you, you put it in the wood age category. We'll talk about that later. Um, so, uh, you definitely got coffee and chocolate in the aroma, hands down. Uh, a hint of oxidation, maybe some sherry in there. Uh, is, it a, is it older? Yeah. 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 Uh, brewed it in November. Yeah. So, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's got a little, you know, with this kind of beer, you can't say staling. Because uh, it, it, cool stuff comes from it when you get these sherry-like qualities to it, and any other beer you would call it staling. Uh, but 
it adds something to this this beer when, uh, when you when you do that. Um, a, a little bit musty, probably, uh, because it's probably older. How, how did you bottle it? Um, this one was bottled. It, it's been in the bottle for probably about four months now. Okay, how, how did you bottle? It? Oh, um, counter pressure for okay. Blickman beer gun. Okay, that's two different things. Excuse me. Yes, that's why I corrected. <laughs> that's why I corrected myself. Okay. Uh, I didn't smell any barrel character whatsoever in it, so I was kind of looking for that because it said wood age and, and bourbon mm. barrel and stuff. <clears throat> Nothing in the aroma. I didn't get any. I, I expected a lot more. Um, dark color, freaking awesome. Uh, kind of these ruby highlights to it. It was just look. At, you can see right around the edge. Just these, these cool ruby highlights. Um, I didn't get a lot of legs off of it. A little bit, maybe alcoholic legs. Um, uh, the head just almost non-existent. When I poured it, it just went flat. Um, that could be from a lot of things, but uh, just you know, in the period, it, it it didn't make me. Love this beer any less. We can blame that on JP's handling, right? Uh, yeah, well, yes. Oh, let's okay. let's just, why not? Why not? Why you not? Know, it's all about JP. And he made your beer less. Right. Um, uh, so uh, I was like a flavor. I got a little heat from the alcohol. So I, I noticed a bigger beer. It was like 6.5, I think. And I, I'll bet it's more than that. I really do. I, I'll bet it's more than that. I got a little... Because I got a lot of sweetness from the alcohol, and I actually got some fusels, just a little bit of fusels, not a lot. A very dry finish, which kind of detracted from from the whole thing. Uh, basically, this is an imperial stout. I don't like it that dry. Uh, I guess it's just, just, just too much hmm. dryness for me. Um, this is too dry, or just in general, it's, it's, you don't like drier than this? I don't like drier than this. This, okay. is, this is too dry. For an imperial stout, I don't. Okay. When it starts getting down into like Irish stouts, too dry. I'll, I'll go into the next beer. Okay. Uh, but I see an imperial stout. I just I love the the roundness of them and, yeah. and the, the kind of the sweetness, that base sweetness that they have. And I didn't get that. And I, I, it was just a little too dry for me. Uh, definitely not enough wood character, basically in the whole flavor. Um, the balanced bitterness was actually really kind of cool. Um, you 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 listed it as fifty two IBUs. I didn't taste fifty two IBUs in this thing. Uh, so are you I'll, saying they're not there? Or are you well, saying no, they're... no? I'm saying the malt backbone really balanced it. Yeah, it after, really, it, it after really, seven months, that's going to fade somewhat. Yeah, it's going to fade so, too. Right. But fifty two IBUs, yeah, it's the calculations. But yeah. still, but still. I really liked it because uh, all the malt really balanced that out really well. Got to give it props for that one. Uh, mouthfeel. It was a lot thinner than I expected it would be. Uh, like with most barrel-aged beers, you expect everything to be accentuated. And I did, didn't get it with this one. I thought it was uh, just thinner. And with, with being in the barrel... I, I thought you know you're gonna get a lot of vanillas and a lot of tannins and a lot of stuff out of the out of the uh, the barrel. It just kind of makes this 
it's kind of like this beer on steroids. It's already a beefy guy, and then you put him on steroids. And I, I didn't get that out of this one. Um, I get some dry tannins in the finish. I get a little bit of chalkiness. Uh, did you try to deal with the water? I did. Remember? Yeah. I used my eye dip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can look up my additions. Yeah. I, 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 I did I, have I, to make some additions. And, you know, with, with this much um, roasted malts and everything else in there, you're going to have to basically make it chalky. You made it a little too chalky. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just got that in the end. Uh, what, do me a favor, because you, you've you said this a couple uh, for a couple of beers yeah. in the past few shows, and I think I see what you're saying, but can you help mm. me figure that descriptor okay. out? Okay, so it gets dry, yeah, and then I'm like licking a chalkboard, and it's it's, it's minerally like uh, gypsum, like uh, you're licking drywall, yeah. Um, okay, like on the like uh, so on on the back of my tongue, I'm still getting some of that syrupy yeah. the, the malt. But on the two but sides, on the tip and the tip of the two sides, right in the front, yeah, the two sides, I'm getting like a powderiness, a powderiness. I, that's oh. yes. You wouldn't want to say bitter, no, uh, but it's a powdery. To uh, me, it's like dusty, and I think I said on the last show, there's a dusty thing. Okay, what's chalk? Well, it's dust. Dust. Well, right. That's why I'm it's saying so, it. But, and, and that's what I'm getting. But I think powdery. Powdery is a good one, too. It's better. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So powdery, chalky. That, that's that's a, a, a mineral thing. And, and it's a mineral. It's okay. very It's very minerally. So okay. I think maybe you overdid it. Um, and trying to counteract the acidic malts. Mm-hmm. And it just, it has this. Kind of an astringent, it's astringent and powdery and chalky kind of thing. Okay, okay. And it just almost super dry. Like it goes. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. So it's, yeah, it's for like, sure. Like almost no flavor. It's still, still there on my tongue. Um, it, it, the thin body to me just it. That's the problem with this thing is it should have more, you know, shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it just it it does it is it, that's a little distracting to me uh, because of because of that this should be it should be a fucker on steroids it should be it should be a bro <laughs> if I, if I get, and it's but but uh, it's like a guy who who hits the gym and does weights but forgets leg day yeah okay yeah All and right. it's just it's not it's not broy enough no his truck's not lifted enough yeah okay. Uh, his so, bill of his hat isn't flat enough. Yeah, so I need so to get a Ford F three fifty, not a one fifty, <laughs> right. and okay. just jack that motherfucker right up. You can't be a bro with a one fifty, buddy. <laughs> so, um, so that was a little distracting. It's just the body is just a little too thin for me. Um, just, you you probably know ways to fix that, or we can talk about it after this. Um, at the after. Brian and everything else. Uh, it just needs. I would not put this in a in the wood flavored at all. Period. Um, I, I I got no wood flavor. The mouthfeel isn't there. I didn't get the extra extras from the barrel anywhere. I and just giving you props too is when you put it in the barrel and all I get is wood. You're gonna get worse. Uh, and. I, I just I get no wood character after this whatsoever. Um, I like to see more barrel stuff, more barrel characteristics, which are going to be 
your stronger flavors, your stronger uh, aromas, the different mouthfeel. They're kind of like that 150% kind of thing. I, I'm just not getting that. Uh, if you put it just in the stout cast class, you'd do fucking good with this thing. Uh, it's a really nice beer. I didn't get a lot of faults. I got no diastole. I got no weird things off of this thing. Uh, the big thing is uh, the classification. That, that's, that's the big downfall. I give you a 31. If you're in, a, in the just the stout class, uh, I'd probably give you a 40. Really would. This thing is pretty freaking cool. I really like it. Um, but uh, just because you put it in the in the wood age, I got no wood off of this thing. I got no wood with it. Uh, so uh, that that's my biggest distractor was the the fact that it's just it shouldn't be in the wood characteristics okay. at all. All right, uh, good beer all the way around though. Thanks, yeah, man. for sure. All right, Brian. Okay. You're up, buddy. Yeah, Kentucky breakfast. Stout, bourbon barrel aged with coffee and, and cocoa nibs. So, yeah. Um, in the aroma, I really enjoyed the aroma. It has coffee and, and chocolate up front, low roastiness, and some vanilla notes. I, f- I found some booziness in there. It's low. It's, it's, it's balanced yeah. uh, very, very well against everything else that's there, but it's just it's, it's so subtle that it just comes in. It's, it's, it's very well in check. I don't like a booze monster, and and I might have disagreed with Doc on other beers like this too, where you declare a booze barrel, and it needs to have like a certain amount before it's really acceptable. I'm getting I'm getting some, it's it's not absent. And I don't know. I I kind of I do kind of disagree. I disagree in in that if you put this in a regular stout category, some judges are going to find that the booze barrel and definitely like say, whoa, what's going on there? And they might detect it as a sweetness. I actually I judged it with a friend at, at uh, the other night, and um, I didn't tell him the bourbon barrel part. And he's like, there's a sweetness in here that's just, there's something sweet about it, and it's just a little weird. And he scored it lower than I did, but um, he wasn't, he, and then when I said bourbon barrel, then it suddenly made sense to him. And and he's like, yeah, that's what that is. Okay. And it's it's subtle, but it's there. So that, you know, someone who wasn't declared that, they they picked it out, but they they couldn't quite make out what it was, and that... It put it off style as just a regular breakfast style with no, you know, not declared as uh, bar- barrel aged kind of thing, wood aged. Um, anyway, you know, no bad stuff, no DMS, acid, any of that. Um, very cleanly fermented and uh, a lot of nice um, fruity, dark, dark fruit, raisiny esters. Um, you know, some nice malt components in there underneath all the coffee and chocolate and roast. Man, I, it's, it's, it's the shitty thing about listening to this stuff. Is that I didn't taste it, and then you said that the dark raisiny characters underlying all that stuff, and and instantly I'm going, oh for sure, it tastes it's, like a lot of like the the higher crystals, yeah. And I don't know if there's anything in there, but that's that's now what I get. Where before I just it was kind of an incomplete. Very, it's not shitty, yeah, but you know, very complex nose. And I really enjoyed it a lot. I think balancing all the different elements that are in there: bourbon, coffee, coconut nibs, the style, the you know, breakfast stout. It's a lot to to take in and try to get everything to come through. So some things with that much declared might have to be a little lower. You might have to sacrifice one to make the other come out. You know. Yeah. Anyway, the coffee's kind of winning here. That's fine. Mm. Appearance wise, it's rich black, almost opaque, and it does have some really nice highlights to it. Uh, the edges seems clear. 
had a had a low tan head that persisted for a little while, and and faded. But with with this kind of ABV, it was you know, yeah, it, that's forgivable. It did have a little bit of a kind of moose like thing when it was there, and, and some larger bubbles, and just dropped out. Uh, flavor wise, I'm I'm getting a smooth low alcohol in there. That's just a side note that I wanted to mention. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I want to I'll fill out my score sheet and I'll write stuff on the sides. Like, well, I didn't comment <laughs> on this. I want to note that. I want to say, yeah. Anyway, flavor wise, it's rich roasty malt. It has a big, uh, big smooth coffee element. It's not harsh at all. That's one thing I really like about this beer. It's prominent, but it's also in balance. It's coming through. To the point where it's like, wow, there's a good amount of coffee in there, but I also get this, 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 and this. Uh, there's a medium-low chocolatiness in there, clean ale fermentation, apparent. The balance is definitely to the roast, the dark malts, and um, that coffee and, and the light chocolate kind of linger in the aftertaste. I'd be interesting to know what kind of chocolates you used in there, what kind of cho- uh, what you did with your dry nibbing or, or the chocolate process and yes. chocolate malts that you used. Um, it's really nice and smooth. It's not like a, a bitingly bitter dark chocolate bar. It's 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 a smoother impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, no obvious hop. It's just kind of low. The bitterness is kind of medium and out of the way. It's um, yeah. It's that would you know push that up too high. It's going to fight with everything else there. Mouthfeel wise, it's medium to medium full bodied. I agree that it is kind of on the lighter side. It feels. And one thing I said about this beer, too, is it's weird to say watery for a, a beer that's this strong, but it, it has, <laughs> it's not watery, but it's not as full as you might like it to be and as, as round as, as you might like it to be. So I agree with Doc there. Um, for an Imperial Stout, you want to bring out some of the, like you said, I like the word shoulders, too. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, the bro, the whole bro thing analogy is another story, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that's funny. It's 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 good. Um, it does have a light little creamy impression to it too, in a way. Um, but I do also get that light kind of chalkiness um, as you've been talking about that, and that's yeah. So like kind of it's a little drier than some, and that's fine. There's a range what can be accepted, but you know it's it's creamy, but yet it's a little powdery, d- dusty. I don't, um, I don't accept it. <laughs> no, I didn't get any astringency myself. I thought it was very smooth for how much dark malt there must be in here. Yeah. Um, it, it's super smooth drinking overall. This nice, nice KBS with all the desired elements. Everything that I want to be there is there, and is you know declared as a a booze barrel beer. Yeah, okay, that's light. It's in there, and that's not. It's not to the point where it's going to fight with anything. Could it be brought up a little bit? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want it to be too high to start fighting with that coffee or covering up the chocolate. But, um, you know, it's, the, the body could definitely be increased a bit. And a booze, you know, again, it's almost hidden. Just bump it up ever so slightly and and bring up the body a little bit. And it seems like this would be a, a really stellar beer. It, it's great as it is. I, I think it's an excellent beer. Um, it just seems a little lighter than it is with the, the way the body's expressing itself. And... Um, yeah, it's it's a very nice beer. I gave it a forty two, honestly, because I just judged it for what it was and what I was tasting and what I was enjoying, and the the dryness doesn't offend me as much as as it did to Doc. Um, I agree that a little bit more sweetness and a little more fullness would round it out, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean that that would bring it up towards forty five. 
Yeah. 48. Would, um, you know, if you need it, the flavors that are there, it's super clean, very tasty, and um, it'd be fun to talk to you about what uh, what you put into this. Yeah, so definitely, if I would, if you were to put in a different category, uh, like I said, I'd give you a 40. Or if he brings up the booze a little bit and, and gets that balance right, gets right. a little more body, then um, it's right there for this style, it's right? It's a really nice beer. I mean, you have to put it somewhere. It's got wood aging to it. So, like, as yeah, a brewer, you can't you're hide like, that. Well, and that's I would what you want to do. Beer. Right. Well, I, I, I think there's some tan. I mean, I think you get some mouthfeel tannin, some mouth tannin, some structure tannin. I definitely got from, some, from, some the, from the barrel, but, but I agree with Doc. There's not like a bourbon barrel. Characteristic. Yeah. I mean, there's bourbon in there. I feel like, Light. but but I, I feel like the vanillinins and like those kind wood. of things. It didn't give you wood. No. no. And <laughs> I, I, well, it's it, not a tall man with a big chest. So and it you wouldn't. could still you could adjust this beer too. You could just or, take you know you could wood age it a little more with some cubes soaked best. in bourbon and just bump it up a notch and just see what happens to it. Yeah. Um, so okay, wait to hear what I did with this. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, let's hear what you did with it. Oh, did you um, see the 37 page diatribe he has? <laughs> oh my god! My Those the notes from the last time he um, came on the show. It, it is, it is, and you know, cheers to Lee. He helped me a lot with this beer. Um, Lee knew and his helped stouts. me a lot with his with uh, to be a judge too, which I, I didn't mention that I become a. I, I think I'm the same level as you, JP. Right? Oh Just shit! Recognize possible. Recognize yeah. right? Yeah. So cheers for recognized. Um, wow. Let me see. Let me see. Um, I got my card. Yeah, here it is. Right here. I am recognized. Judge number G one zero two nine, motherfuckers. I, I'm gonna I almost wore my chair my, just a little farther. Away. I, I almost wore my pin tonight, but I thought yeah. you guys would make fun of me. <laughs> no, no. Fuck that. So anyway, I um, one I, more thing. I brewed this beer because um, the friend who taught me how to brew, uh, his daughter was getting married, and he said, mm-hmm. "I want you to brew a few beers from for her wedding." And so this is one of the three beers that I brewed for for that wedding. Um, you made a lot of people happy, and, didn't you? And yes, <laughs> yes I, did. You did. I did. A lot of people oh, were happy yeah, with did. this beer. Happy and hungover. Um, and w- I took what, what you guys found last year, and especially uh, JP with his Starbucks barista experience. Oh yes, um, helped me fix my coffee addition. So I had put. Oh okay, good. I had put ground coffee in at the end of the boil, and you guys got crazy. Yeah, green never. Pepper. Yes, totally. Right. Yeah, and, and that so, was the one you put in like a maple. Uh... Yes, this is the same barrel. Okay, but this is the third beer in it now. And this is so, funny. I was just listening to that show again, too. And I was like, I mean. I was listening to it on the way over here, too. <laughs> that, that, um, was a, that was a fun episode to listen to. And um, so so I changed the way that I did coffee, and I cut it down a little bit. I only did four ounces. I did a cold steep overnight that I just added in secondary. Um, and uh, the cocoa nibs was, um, this is a 30, 30 liter batch, so about eight gallons um, the cocoa nibs were a pound of cocoa nibs that I soaked in vodka for a week mm-hmm. and then just threw the vodka and the cocoa nibs in for another week into yeah. the beer. I just fell in love with you. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> nah. um, and now the thing about the barrel is the barrel's been through – this is the third beer to go into yeah, it. And so there's no them. barrel character left in it. And so what I had done, yeah. I, I talked to Jamil about refreshing barrels. And you know, he's, he's going through some ideas about you know carving out and recharring the insides, yeah. which yeah. I wasn't going to go through. But I put some bourbon back into it and, and then put the beer in after I took the bourbon out. And so I only got bourbon character. I didn't get any wood character yeah, at um, all. I think you're you're super you're out of it yeah. by that point because you're, you've already sucked all the vanilla out of it. You've, yeah, all you, this all the sap out of this thing. You think it's gone neutral? 
more, oh, yeah. more oh, yeah. neutral. And now, yeah. now, you know, if you taste this before I did my adjustments and Doc's show on the session for, you know, brewing a a uh, beer to kind of add to another beer to fix it was yeah. a huge help. Um, <laughs> I didn't brew another full beer, but what I did is I had so much bourbon in this beer that it was – it was almost undrinkable. Too much. And so what I did is I cold steeped the dark grains again. And so I had chocolate malt and roasted barley and carafa too mm-hmm. and some crystal 120. I did another cold steep of those grains and just added that extract to the beer just to water out the bourbon taste a little bit. And I think that might be a little of the watery that, that you get okay. in it because that's just cold extract that didn't, didn't water. ferment anymore. Oh, it, yeah. it, I think it was just, just water. And that's probably the bottom, yeah. bottom out of your mouth feel. Yeah. Um, and that's also what brought the alcohol level down is because is I did water. Now, the other thing that I tried to do was get a little wood character into it. So I bought some of those beer sticks. Okay. And I didn't want to put them in the beer at this point, And so I soaked those in vodka as well. And so I just made a vodka wood extract of the beer that I threw in the beer, just a vodka tincture of of oak. And it didn't quite do enough, but it did just enough, I think, to get a little bit bit of character in there. Um, And so, you know, that's that's what I ended up with. I got a little little bit of tannins in the the mouthfeel and the flavor, and a little bit of oak in the nose, but it's it's super subtle. Uh, subtle. At least the bourbon isn't the only thing there. Yeah, it was American oak. Because what's the other oak that French, Hungarian, uh, or Hungarian. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Hungarian gets me like yeah, Hungarian. I don't particularly it, it, like. It's all tingly right here. Hungarian uh, is very you know. sweet. I like Hungarian, oh. especially like medium plus. I don't know why. Like maybe the higher char, it because it, it is sweeter. Yeah, um, you drink it like you French. smoke a cigar or something. You get that. Oh yeah, you're, no, you're, you're, I get this tingling on my lips. I, I, I just know it's Hungarian. Yeah. yeah, funny. I don't know why. I mean, I have I haven't used it in forever, but um, maybe you should. Yeah, it's uh bring out your wood. Bring out my wood. You haven't man. used a Hungarian in forever. I haven't. Anyways, oh, uh so American though. That's what you Yeah, use. so yeah. so I used American oak for that. I you know, more beer didn't have French. I wanted French for okay. it, but oh well. That's rare. They, they usually do. Yeah, that's rare. Uh you know, they were just yeah, out of it that that day when yeah. I went in and I was in a panic at that point because it was like 2 weeks before the wedding and I had to fix this beer cuz it was undrinkable at the oh, time. Oh no. And so I fixed the beer, you know, we we went through 5 gallons of it. Fortunately, I saved another 5 gallons <laughs> for myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually 3 gallons for myself. Um and that's what you guys have here no it's super drinkable and yeah that's super that's so interesting about the watery that yeah so with the coffee did you do uh, you just did a cold brew i did a cold steep overnight that i put into secondary double strength um no i i got uh, that's the that's the component he talked about double strength had to keep keep it away from the kids double strength yeah i did i i uh i got um um roasted uh coffee from just a local place in danville where Mm -hmm. i live Mm -hmm. um you know I went in and I, I did just what you said. I said, okay, give me cuppings of all the different blends that you have. And I just picked my favorite out. Nice. Yeah. That's all cool. you do. Yeah. Uh, but do double next time. Double, double strength. strength. Because you'll, you'll get rid of that watery. I tell you, man. And that goes back to um, a Red Hook beer. Um, I forget the, the name of it, but they use double Starbucks uh, Italian roast, but double strength. And that was the thing. And it, that was the uh, to this day, that was the best coffee beer I've ever had. Double strength Italian roast, which is really sweet. And I really like Italian roast, but um, it worked. Try double strength. Nice. Uh, okay. Anyway, do you have any uh, questions? I mean, we kind of just kind of did a round, which is great, which is uh, this is why I love in-studio guests. 
because there's no like pacing essentially right. you just kind of talk about it which well, is especially which is smart awesome. ones that know what they're doing and keep tedious right. notes and have like everything at their disposal here yeah it's, just, <laughs> it's fun to talk to you Ernesto. That, that's that's nice brian yeah. some people call me anal but well tedious, <laughs> tedious is a step up there I tedious like detail we thrive on that stuff right uh okay well if that's it then we're going to take a break real fast, I think, because we've only taken one break. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, we're our my, union, my right? My bladder knows. Yeah, so i got to go rush to the bathroom. we got four minutes. Um, and then we'll come back and <laughs> come back and wrap. That's Spanish. That is Spanish. Uh, we'll come back and wrap it up, and then uh, we'll get out of here. It's Dr. Homebrew. Uh, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right dun, back. Dun, dun. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit 5starchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the 5-star treatment today. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting. Like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun. So while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped-up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new town. Room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery. Four Stacks Brewing, bringing the best of the West Coast style and attitude. Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach, Florida. Admitted. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the Internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button, improve repeatability, and refine your recipes. With the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of home brewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of home brewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. 
Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Again. All right. <laughs> Thanks very much, everyone, for hanging out. And uh, we're back. Again. We're back again. We're back again. We're back here to wrap things up with Dr. Homebrew. Uh, but first, I do want to chat about how excited I am that uh, Brian is using the beer bug. Yeah. I, it's just, a, I keep talking about it, but uh, damn, that thing is cool. It's a fun little gadget, man. We did a, a shallow grave porter clone with it, and it tracked that for us nicely. Yeah, yeah. How'd that come out? The beer was great. We poured it at the uh, at the Livermore Craft Brewers uh, Craft Brew Festival uh, last month, and it was very popular. And um, yeah, and, and I'm then I did a is that like the Honey and Wine Festival or whatever. Now is it called something else or is no, that a separate? A separate it, they just thing? started it last year in Livermore. Since there's oh, okay. like you know you can't walk. Ten blocks in Livermore without tripping over a brewery, and so <laughs> anymore or a winery. They just had to start a festival, and yeah, there's yeah. a, lot, a lot of all that. Stuff it's all there. about the beer, I and mean, it's just all the breweries from around the Bay Area yeah. come there and and hang out and bands and stuff. But anyway, yeah. So the yeah the the beer bug is a lot of fun to play with, and you can definitely like for those that want to know where things are and and be able to watch your fermentation from work. You can you can do that. And then work, also work, for work, like work, 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 people that make mead, especially, I think could really benefit from this where if you want to, uh, especially if you want to leave a little residual sweetness in your mead before it dries out to zero, uh, you can stop your fermentation where you want to and know like, okay, it's at 1013 now. That's yeah. where I want to stop it. Or, you know, maybe I should, it's getting want. down to the 1020s. I should taste it and see when I want to stop it. There's you know. no guessing. Yeah. Or there's also no sample taking. You don't have to muck around in right. your beer as much. Yeah, you just know I don't like time. mucking. No mucky mucks? Nothing mucking. Nothing, Nothing mucking. No mucking. Um, all right, Brian. So uh, we have two beers on the slab here, I suppose. And then... Um, What's the Twitter game? <laughs> wrong show. <laughs> wrong day. Okay. Yeah. But you're doing great. <laughs> you know it's the wrong day because you're not there. You're here. You're at a different seat. I know. You're a different microphone. I'd be halfway into Tasty right now. <laughs> yeah, which may or may not be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a uh, like a fan fiction. Oh. Like, like fan erotica. Ooh. Halfway into Tasty. Halfway into Tasty. <laughs> Doc's halfway into Tasty. Sometimes. <laughs> Part one. <laughs> the legend, yeah. the, the quickening. <laughs> we can, the tasty, so we, can, like, the we can cut out parts of the show that we don't like after in post production, no, right? No, it's not. There was that whole awkward moment with the like. Well, it's all live. It's live. Hey, it's already it's happened. So weird. That's, that's what the, makes it fun. By the time you realize it's happened, or by the time you realize it's happening, it's already happened. Yeah. That's the beauty of live radio. 
Because you guys know each other so well, you almost predict what each other is saying, and then you'll just like go back and forth <laughs> in these little things. That they're watching this is like, what the hell are these guys saying? Like, huh. isn't the show about fear? No, not all the time. Come um, on, man. You got you got to you got to leave a little bit of leeway for fun stuff. No. You got to slide in at the end. You got to slide we need, in we need halfway. Tedium in. and detail and no pun yeah. intended. But we do. But then you pull back a little bit mm-hmm. because what makes people listen and keep listening is personality. So you got to share a little bit of personality, and you got to be, you know, okay. you got to open it up a little bit, and then you kind of crush it with the information. You kind of just back off a little bit. It's like yeah. um, I will work on this personality. Like, touch and go. It's like beating your kids. You don't want to do it too hard, or but you want to do it in a Kmart. But you want to do it in a Kmart, right? Here so they go again. listen to this show in a Kmart. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I right, never so, beat my kid in Kmart. No. Everybody does. Yeah. No, that's Best Buy. Okay, now. Best Buy. They wait to get to Kmart for oh, the their children. It's a new generation, Doc. Best no. Buy or Fries? No, I think oh. Fries is oh. not. Fries is the Kmart of electronic stores. Not gonna do it. Yes, it is. Yeah, oh, totally. Okay, so we do have something to give away. We have a forty dollars gift certificate <laughs> <laughs> to to grogtag.com, our fine sponsor, who you can uh, purchase uh, customizable, reusable beer labels, wine labels. They also have coasters. They have bottle caps, customized bottle caps, dude. They have metal signs. Those they have cool. yeah. uh, tap handles. They're really cool. Yeah, they're. I think they're oxygen oxygen absorbing as well. Well, oh, yeah. I believe so. I, I, they may have changed it, but I'm not entirely sure. Grogs and tags. Grogs and tags, baby. So, and that, uh, you know, uh, very jokingly, very lovingly goes to the person with the lowest score. Because, as we all know, the grog tag tagline is, at least your beer will look good. And, you know, mm-hmm. our losers are the winners. Our losers are the winners. So, in, to, in my opinion, we have a pretty tight race. I, I don't remember the scorings, but uh, Brian, who won the $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com? And that would be our friend William, who was a good sport tonight and hung out and had a good uh, good chat with us. Nice, so, William. Awesome. All right, man. Congratulations, dude. Thank you. I'll make sure that... Uh, and the guys, make it. the guys at the bar enjoyed the sour, too. We, we passed it around out there. and They really did. Well, yeah. That's good. William will enjoy it because uh, I won it last time, and I have some great coasters from Grog Oh, nice. Tech. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, dude. All right. Well, um, I and then he listened to us think and he that's it. Improved his beer so much that it needed all kinds of adjusting. <laughs> uh, I think we're out of here now. I think that's finally no that's finally our cue to go. Yeah, Nesto, thanks for coming in, man. It's great to be here. I appreciate it. And uh, next time you got some beer, let me know. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. We'll taste okay, round three of this away, right? 15 minutes here anytime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That Excellent. Number, yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Dr. Homebrew. Thank you. And uh, we will see you guys later. Be good to each other. Yeah.